welcome you to the Igniting Consciousness Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Natalie Horine, a principal chiropractor alongside my husband, a magnetic alignment coach, a 3-5 manifester in human design, a toxin-free living advocate, and obsessed with all things related to a healthy mind, body, and spirit. My passion is to empower and inspire people to become the highest expression of themselves while recognizing they are the creator of their own reality. I'll share ideas, interviews, and examples that will prompt you to learn more about your true thoughts on yourself, what your true desires are in life, and how you're connected to the world around you. This will happen through human design readings I do with clients, principles of chiropractic, and how true health and healing is expressed from the inside out magnetic alignment recode sessions, and my own personal journal prompts that I receive while in meditation. My hope is that you can have your consciousness ignited to remember that the key to living in a happy and peaceful world all starts by discovering those pieces within you. Jules, you're here. Hey, Natalie. I'm so glad to be here. Oh my gosh. I know you've been having so much happening so many exciting things happening right now that it's just like why not perfect timing for us to just talk about even the transition with a toddler in a new location right now and how you're continuing on your lifestyle right absolutely i'm here and i'm ready i'm so excited i remember last time we were talking we just had so much to say and so much good flow and then like before we knew it the time was up and we're like we've got to do a part two this is so important yes yes so that's that's like where we're at right now it's like there's yes the juice there is the juice right there i know i like just took a sip of mine i'm like i should have grabbed at least water or something for this but it's okay i know i'll be feeling the energy with this conversation and i'll pack it up in here in a moment so um what are you drinking right now is it grape juice still it's grape juice. Yes, I made it earlier and I tried my best to save it for this live. But as you can see, it uh, it's dwindling over there. <laughs> it's easy to drink 32 ounces. So those that are watching or those that are listening on the podcast, it's really easy once you start having a lot, like you start juice fasting, whether it's like a combination of fruits and vegetables or just fruits, it is so easy to down 32 ounces of juice in no time. I know. Absolutely. Yes. The more you drink, the more you can... What's that? I was letting everyone know that 32 ounces is equivalent to a typical mason jar size in case they wanted to know. Yep. Yep. And what were you saying? Um, The more you drink, the more you crave, you know, more. The more you have, the more you want. It's like you just get used to that hydration and you're like, okay, I'm really thirsty. Like I need to up my juices, you know. So, yeah, Yeah, it's cool how the body adapts to that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So let's get into that part then. So our last conversation that we had, we really got to unravel and unpack like your evolution to get you to where you're at. And I mean, the journey continues. It doesn't stop. I mean, health is like that all the time. Life, life is, life is full of life and adventures. Right. And so absolutely. (laughs) Now I want to, I want to kind of like go into what point did you start just continuing on with the juicing and then at what point did you implement the changes with your daughter as well and so let's just hear it yeah oh i'm so excited to talk about this um so basically it i never anticipated really like how far it would go and 
um, like I did not know how much it would change me, how much it would change my partner because I did this with my partner and I was just telling this story um, to a client the other day that my partner, he wanted to do like one, maybe three days of juice with me and <laughs> he definitely did 165 days and then we continued to live out this liquidarian lifestyle um, that is, you know, so... Uh, magical and uh, you know very unique so a lot of people there's a lot of misunderstanding around it but um, I did breastfeed throughout the entire time and it was it was just such a, like a, a process and I'm still progressing and I'm always going up which is so exciting because I didn't really feel this before on my like you know vegetarian diet cooked food vegetarian diet so much um, I just feel real ascension. And even when I feel like, you know, in the moment, like, you know, I'm human and I'm having like a moment, like it's still part of my perfect journey of ascension. And I'm, I just love that about this fruity lifestyle is how it, it teaches me so much. Mm -hmm. So we started the juice fast basically because like I, I wanted to do it. I had heard about the backed up waste in your gut and I was like you know like I'm a pretty small person I have a flat stomach do I have poop in there like I have to find out you know like John Rose says I do and I I'm like you know such an open-minded person and I dug right in and of course both of us started to eliminate all this old backed up waste for months and months and months this went on. And by the time, first of all, I only wanted to do 30 days. And I never even knew that you could do 30 days. Before that, I had only ever done 10 days. 10 days was so hard. Turns out the first 10 days are the hardest. Mm. And by the time you get to the 30th day, this magical transformation has occurred where your brain and your body and your mind and soul and everything is just like, so happy with the juices you don't even care about food you've given up food for something much much better and so like after 30 days I went for months like in this state of bliss and I couldn't believe it because I'm somebody who struggled with like severe addiction um, self-abuse low self-esteem depression anxiety attacks and suddenly I was just like up on top of the world where like I was like operating in a way that I had always wanted to function and operate um, pure peace and bliss all the time and uh, I just didn't want to let it go I was kind of like afraid that you know it would end if I if I stopped juicing um, so I decided to just say you know I know breatharians I've interviewed them I'm highly fascinated and I, I admire them so much. I even know that there's some breatharian parents out there. And like, yeah, I, I was just like, okay, I can do this lifestyle. You know, it makes me so happy. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't I do it? So um, then I kind of realized, you know, wait a second. Like I'm hearing all these people talk about fruitarianism and how magical that is. I'm a fruitarian. I didn't really even realize it. Like, what is making me feel so good? Oh, it's fruit juices. I have been on fruit juices for, you know, 
almost a year on May 1st, three more days. Oh my God. Um, so yeah. yeah, yeah. Three more days till my one year anniversary in this liquidarian lifestyle. <laughs> right? Woo <-woo. laughs> Yeah, it's just and so for those listening, and they're like, wait, what? 10 days of that, <laughs> you know, like 30 days of that 160 days, 130 days. And, and that was the thing like you kind of were like, I thought I was just gonna do 30 days. And then you ended up doing over four months from five months, essentially, right. And then went back to eating some like, you know, raw food, and then also raw, like vegan, still vegan, but cooked food and stuff like that. And then just like you said, you probably just, I mean, it was like 80, 20 rules. I like to say, it's like, you realize you're like, I just don't feel as good <laughs> whenever I have the cooked vegan food now. Right. It's not a matter of you feeling like you're limiting yourself or anything. You're going out and living life. Right. So correct me if I'm wrong with that. I know for me now, and I haven't even been doing it as long as what you've been doing it. I know that when I end up having some cooked like vegan food, it tastes it tastes great, right? Tastes amazing. Yeah. <laughs> However, the next thing you know, I get like a little breakout. Like I have like a little blemish right here on the bottom like corner of my face. And it's like, I'm in my 30s. Why am I breaking out like this? Like, why am I so sensitive to food? And it's because it's the body just it's that much quicker the way I see it. It's like a blessing that we're able to listen to our bodies that quickly now. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so um, obviously, I have a juice fasting business. I'm a huge advocate uh, of juice fasting. Because although it's not like natural, we, we weren't, you know, we didn't have juicers. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people come to me with this question, you know, that's not natural to just drink juice. Um, we are, re we are able to then rectify all of these choices that were not natural the cooked foods the fake foods the chemical laden foods which get stuck in undigested um in the small intestine and the colon and uh we you know are bogged down by this and they take away our divine powers and we feel down and we live in a lower vibration and so juicing gives us this speedy way to comfortably detox um, to to continue to live our lives and even get high on the fruit juices with this electric crazy energy to do twice as much while we're detoxing. Um, and actually, I reached a point where I stopped detoxing. I know we're always detoxing, mm -hmm. but I stopped to getting I stopped getting these symptoms, and I just felt so good all the time. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, then I realized like, okay, I'm a fruitarian. Okay, you know, like. My daughter should be a fruitarian. You know, she she might feel better on all fruit. Um, and that took some ch adjusting because it was weird how it was okay for me, but I wasn't sure it was okay for my daughter. Like, mm. do I need to put something else on her plate? Like, is this all she needs? And then I it, like, was just a reprogramming thing where um, I just kept saying, she just needs fruit. She just needs fruit just like me. And um, now, you know, she just gets up in the morning and she chooses what she wants. She'll say, um, we do add in some other things like um, uh, kimchi, mushrooms, onions, herbs, um, sometimes some lightly steamed broccoli, lightly steamed uh, asparagus or sweet potato for her. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, like it was just like this, this slow process where I was like, yes, this is, this is the way. And 
And my daughter, it, she goes to a Montessori nursery school. And recently, her teachers, we had a conference. And they were like, we're, they were super interested in my daughter's diet. Because they see what she brings to lunch every day. And it's usually like dates, grapes, watermelon, mango, kimchi, and avocado. Um, anything fantastic high vibrational foods right and they're like yes. it's not dunkaroos in there it's not <laughs> you know chips or cookies right like the other kids are probably bringing in exactly and so they were really really intrigued and um they they were like your daughter has more energy than anyone in the class and everyone after lunch goes into an a coma, a food coma. Wonder why. And your daughter sometimes doesn't nap at all. And I'm like, <laughs> hmm. I'm like, yes, we know, because we're at home with her all day when she's running around like crazy. Yep, yep. And I will segue really quickly. And it's, I mean, <laughs> because I ran your human design and hers really quickly, because for those on the podcast, you probably know I do human design readings. And both you and your daughter are pure generator types. And so you have what we call a defined sacral center. So if you think about the chakra system, you got the root, you got the sacral, then you got the, um, the solar plexus moving up to, into the heart, into the throat, into the ajna, into the crown, and it's all from there. So you both have a defined sacral center. And that is like the motor center of the body. And you guys both have that defined so especially when you're nourishing your body properly. Now, I haven't done your PHS system, which is a primary health system, knowing how what's the best way to nourish your body, like digestive-wise, to digest information and for your body to digest. Some people, they have to be in a calm environment. Some people need, like, noise and stuff like that. Some people need their food cold or et cetera. So either way, I didn't run that on you, but she's a pure generator. And so rightfully so, a pure generator should have energy, 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 especially in things that they're interested in. And your daughter is a pure representation of that. And generators are pretty, yeah. like they're, they're the most common type in the human design. And so you saying that and you're, them saying that she's full of energy, she's being nourished appropriately. So she isn't crashing like everybody else is. And it's appropriate for her design as well. So that's really Yeah, cool. yeah, that's so amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, some other things I want to quickly share about her, like these, the teachers, they, they have normal diets. They're probably not even vegetarian. And they were so intrigued because um, they also said that, like, you know, she's one of the smartest in the class. Mm -hmm. She's counting already to 10 at two um, years old. And, like, we didn't teach her that. She just kind of, like, picked it up um, at school, I guess. And she's... They just were intrigued because of her behavior and because of the way she is in school that they wanted to know more about our lifestyle. Um, she also, you know, they, it's not the easiest route. I mean, she has all this energy. Sometimes she doesn't sleep um, through a long nap. She's definitely not like comatose on formula and cooked foods. Um, she also poops like five times a day. Like I mean, she will poop. <laughs> yeah. So we're like, oh, and she's potty training. So we're like, she's like, I poop. And we're like, again, like, <laughs> it's like, okay, <laughs> we got more poop panties. Let's do this. 
So <laughs> it's like that. I don't know if you've heard of, um, I'll segue a little bit, elimination communication, which obviously she's communicating because she's obviously picking up. That's another thing. So your daughter's two years old. I mean, they say girls talk sooner than boys, boys and do stuff sooner. But either way, like she's probably like chatterbox, I presume, right? And she's telling yeah. you all the things and she's exploring around all the things, which I'll say one more thing. Part of her design too is she has uh, six in her profile, which kind of identifies how their personality is. And then once you know that, you know how to like best nourish it. She's a six in her profile, which means that she is going to experiment, explore, see, test, test, touch, taste, feel, all the things because it's part of her bringing in her environment, like which kids do that anyway, but like it's really important for her. She's going to be the one where you're like, don't go out, don't go climb that tree. And she's going to go climb that tree because she wants to go climb that tree. And if you tell her like, okay, stay right here. Well, if she's determined she wants to go after something, she's going to go after it. Now, obviously we need to be parents and keep them in protection and safety, but we need to let them explore because that's nourishing her personality as well. So just giving you that little heads up as mama to know that she's not, she's not a bad girl. She just wants to literally put her hands in the clay with everything. <laughs> yeah, I totally see that. That's so spot on. And like her dad and I, we don't fit in with like the matrix. We don't just like blindly do things. We question everything. We're quite stubborn about, you know, what we decide to do and what we don't. We have to do all of our own self-experimentation. Definitely no blind trusting here. And uh, yeah, she's recently called herself Nina. So I refer to her as Nina now. Because, I was wondering about that. So I was like, isn't Emmy or Emma, like, or Emily, what's her <laughs> name, right? And you started yeah, saying Yeah, her Nina, name is like, Emmalina. Emmalina. Oh, so she's getting the Nina at the end. And look at that. She's choosing, yeah. I like Nina. I want to be Nina. <laughs> yes. She was literally like, Nina, do it. And we're like, who? Who? Who's doing it? And like, who's Nina? And then, and then she'd be like, Nina, do it. And we're like, okay, you're Nina. All right, we'll go with that. So oh, she's just gosh. like very, yeah, she's very like engaged. You can't just sit back and be like, well, you know, she's in the swing. She's good. She's like, I want to do stuff. I want to, and, and so it, it, it's not like the easiest route, but it's by far the best. Yeah, I mean, well, to keep your keep your child, you know, not just healthy, but like, like, you're keeping her so pure because kids come out, they're, they're pure consciousness, right? And, and we all are, we all started that way. But majority of us have had taken on different lifestyle choices that have really like bogged us down, dumbed us down. And then, then we're in reinforced through mainstream medicine and, 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 and news and all this fake crap out there right and so what you're doing is the best thing for your child because i mean like you're doing it for yourself just like you're questioning in the beginning you're like well i'm doing this for myself well why would i not give my child this high vibrational food that's clearly doing good in healing my body why would i not just provide that for her to begin with rather than have her go through the same process that you went through and have to like relearn how to feel into her body and how to how to be high vibrational and that's the thing and that and that comes with energy because when there's 
high vibration means high energy, which is what the fruits are doing. That's also what vegetables do, you know, providing the minerals and everything. Fruit is just the highest and quickest form to go through the body, which is why you're like, you're pooping again? (laughs) (laughs) Fruits go through the body super fast. And it's going to go through her body even faster because she's two years old and she's had the best diet so far anyway that she doesn't have all this backed up stuff. Now, we do know some stuff is like it's going to get transferred on from mom and even from grandma, great grandma, because we know it goes back seven generations. I mean, just think about it. I was talking to other chiropractors that do um, very energetic work, morphogenic field and everything like that. And it's like when you were pregnant with your little girl, she already has been passed on from your mom because when you were inside of your mom, you already had passed on from your <laughs> grandma. So it's just like these things are like predispositions or even when you, you've had the iridology reading, they talked about um, instead of it calling it a predisposition, but a genetic disposition, right? So she might have genetic dispositions, but it doesn't mean it's going to manifest with different symptoms when people are like, oh, it's genetics. Well, if you have the same lifestyle as mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, eating the same horrible bogging down foods, then guess what? You'll probably like enact that particular gene prototype in your body, but it doesn't have to be that way. My whole purpose of saying all that is that that is not happening with your daughter <laughs> because, yes. because you're yes. feeding your wonderful fruit from nature, from mother earth, from Gaia, right? Absolutely. I love to call eating fruit, eating the universe, because you're literally taking this like juicy, fleshy piece of earth and consuming it. And it's like got the water with the memories and the DNA of the plant. And you're just becoming so much more one. Um, And yeah, so I didn't understand that either. Like this has all been such a learning experience and everything comes to me just in time. And It's like, I didn't know that you at conception, however you are, that gets, you know, passed on. And then this, like you were talking about the seven generations prior. And so we've all had all these weaknesses coming down to us. um, And Nina has a lot of um, actually lymphatic congestion. Like we haven't read her eyes. I don't think it's possible yet, but she has a runny nose. That's her one thing she gets often is a runny nose and like a mucus cough. And um, that's because she came into this world before her dad and I really detoxed. Like, yes, we were on this high fat, low fruit, raw vegan lifestyle. But 30 or 20 years before that, we were on, a, you know, regular diets, pasta, cheese, dairy, toaster strudels, <sighs> everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, oh, yeah, that was me, so too. Like, I was like, especially if you weren't making your own breakfast, you know, there's different families that are like, oh, you got your bacon, you got your eggs, you got your high protein in this. And mine was even more. It was the strudels. And then I would have pretzels for lunch. And then the Otis Spunkemeyer cookies when I was in high school because I worked out so much that you didn't know I was eating crap like that and it wasn't affecting my body. But go on. Yeah, yeah, I feel you on all of that so much. I don't, I think I had like one piece of bad fruit here and then there. And uh, sorry, a truck is driving by. Oh, that's okay. Um, That's okay. Yeah, like I'd get this like orange and I'd be like, this isn't really good, but it's supposed to be healthy. Like, you know, a non ripe piece of fruit in the mix of all my fake junk. But 
Yeah, so we're working on her lymphatic system as we and, and children heal so quickly. And we can heal her genetic weaknesses so quickly, you know, in, in the first years of life. Just because, like, she's a child and she's so resilient like that. But, yeah, children don't come into the world with, like, new Olympic bodies. They're just on the, on the chain. And um, so that's intriguing to yeah. me also. Yeah, well, and then so to piggyback off of that, so that way the listeners can hear, they're like, okay, well, you know, you're talking about lymph lymphatic, but like the whole time, the beautiful thing when it comes to like drinking, eating fruit or juicing. So let me just, I'll back up even a little bit more. Whenever you're juicing or whenever you're eating a diet high in fruits, you don't typically get thirsty for water because that's another thing. People are always talking about making sure you're drinking enough water. Well, the water, the juice inside the fruit is structured water, which is even higher content hydration wise for your body that you don't get thirsty for just water because you're getting so much hydration with the fruits that you're putting inside your body. Right. And so, absolutely. That's, so it's not like you're depriving and, and that's, that's something that's another mind shift to do right there, especially when you're breastfeeding, because it's like, well, make sure you have a glass of water next to you. Make sure you're always drinking your water. Well, if you're eating your fruits and or drinking your fruits, then you're getting way more hydration than what you would if you were just sitting there drinking even the highest quality of water because that is the highest quality of water. Um, so I want to talk about Absolutely. that right there, right, which is huge. And then with talking about symptoms, like with lymphatic stuff, with her having the nose drainage is – because of the pre like dispositions from generations, like she is like, she has the best opportunity to clear it out sooner than us, right? Because she's starting off when she's into this world, she's already been eating these good foods and everything that are nourishing and like providing nourishment for her body moving forward. She's not adding to the fire, as I like to say, she's like emptying it out because she's eating the right foods, healing, but healing from the predisposition and things that were added up prior to and so that runny nose exactly that uh, actually things draining from the head is the um the transverse colon in the large intestines so it goes to say you're like well well you're giving her these great foods why does she have digestive i'm not saying she has digestive issues but that's directly linked with the transverse colon right there anything draining from the head yeah. even like headaches eyes like eye boogers and crusties and nose like my girl she she wakes up and it's like she gets like nasally and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, baby, you know, and it's like I feel bad because she can't breathe through her nose. But then she needs to get the breast milk at the same time. And it's like she's not sick. She doesn't need to go to a medical doctor. You know, certainly doesn't need to be given antibiotics for anything. We need to let her body do what it's supposed to do, which if they're draining from the nose or if they're coughing, they are getting it out. They're getting that lymphatic backup out your body will get rid of it whether if it's not through urine if it's not through fecal matter then it's going to come out the nose it'll cough it out you know maybe ear stuff or whatever it is but you're going to keep doing the things that you're doing and i want you to share as well you mentioned about um because i have like i literally now realize that and it's not just my child it's your child and every other person that i've talked to that's at least vegetarian let alone how far we've gone with it your kids don't get sick like they don't get sick one as babies how many people out there and how many listeners out there are like it's just common knowledge that your baby's going to spit up has your child did your baby spit up whenever because like alas did your baby spit up 
So, yeah, I, I'm so glad you brought this up. Um, so my mom came to visit me, and my mom is like, she vaccinated me in the living room. She was a nurse. Her dad was a medical doctor. She's extremely Western medicine. She makes, made fun of you know, holistic stuff to me my whole life to the point where I thought it was like kind of hokey. And now I'm here and I'm like, mom, like you're missing everything great. But like, I can't, you know, really, you, everybody's on their own journey. And, um, you yeah, so, <laughs> right? yeah, like, and yeah, amen to that. That's, that's where you need to be in this life. That's great and beautiful. And I support you wherever you are. Lord knows I've been places. Um, but yeah, like she was over helping me with my new baby. Nina was a uh, newborn and she was like, Oh, it was so cute. You just spit up every time you had your formula. You just spit it up. Is she throwing up? Like spitting up is a nicer way of saying throwing up. Like is she spitting up, you know, all the time like you? And I'm like, no. Like no. she hasn't spit up ever. And there was one time because I'm totally open and authentic and honest. There was one time where like I was doing everything um, you know, I felt like I was doing everything. Danny is such a great partner, such an amazing dad, but he couldn't breastfeed. He couldn't, you know, he was working, he was earning the money for us. And like, I was just feeling really fed up. And I was like, you know what? Um, and at this time I was, I still had some wine here and there. I don't anymore, but I was like, I'm going to have some wine and we're just going to give her some formula. Like this was totally selfish, horrible moment. Right. And only one time in two and no, a half it's years. It's not horrible. I'm just going to tell you, not a horrible moment. It's just life, right? It's just life. Thank but go you. on. <laughs> and I was just like, this is not fair. You make the formula. You give it to her. Like I'm taking a break. And then, um, she immediately spit it all up. She threw up like instantly. And it was like the nicest formula we could find. It was vegan. It was really expensive. And the first ingredient was still high fructose corn syrup. We couldn't find any without it. Yeah, go on. I'm just like, I just, it, it's one of those things like formula in general, it's like milk. Cow's milk is in there and it's like, ah. but then let alone like vegan, like you specifically went out to find a plant-based type of formula and they still put like high fructose corn syrup. It's like, people are like, oh, but that's like vegetable, right? And it's like, no, that is, that is man-made bullshit. <laughs> it's man-made yes. that your baby yes. is getting. This is supposed to be the most integral times of their, uh, of their development to get this nourishment in there. And even in an expensive plant-based one, like why do you need to sweeten it with high fructose corn syrup? Can't they dehydrate fruit and somehow f sweeten it with fruit instead if it really needs it? But go on. Yes, yes. And um, yeah, like I always encourage when I, when I coach mothers on how to transition their children into this lifestyle, um, I'll talk about, you know, how you can, uh, you can make your own formula at home using better ingredients, you know, like spirulina and uh, other milks that we can make um, from obviously non-dairy. Uh, but the best thing you can do is to make milk. And I believe that everyone can do this. Um, people, women are stressed. They are, um, you know, like they are feeling overwhelmed because they have too much on their plate. They're, they're, you know, it's demanding um, in this day and age. 
we don't get enough time off for this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had my midwife, she was a, a purist. She was incredible and inspirational to me. I met her at just the right time. Um, and she basically told me that um, she adopted a baby. Um, this was a white a 50-year-old woman who adopted an African-American baby, um, and she breastfed her. I love it. Uh, at, at 50 years old, she made milk by pumping every day for a week, and this stimulated production of milk, even though she was not even a mother. I mean, she, she, was, she hadn't even given birth to this baby. So if she can do that, you know, anyone can do that. If you really feel you can't do that, you can go to a, a milk bank or, you know, maybe you have a friend who will do it for you. But the child's IQ is directly related to breastfeeding. How long you breastfeed, how high is the IQ, it's directly related. Um, and it felt like the most important thing I had to do. And, you know, my breasts are not perfect anymore. Like, the, they've been... They've been <laughs> yanked on, yep. and um, you know it, it's it's not always fun. She I'm can clamp down in her sleep. There was like a a gif. I think that's how you say it, gif. Yeah, that it was or a meme or something like that. And it was like, oh, what was it? It had something to do with um, babies, like how they they'll pull back and they'll like suck on it. Like, mm, I want this, I want this, and you know they do that. They do that to play, and then they'll also do that when they're like angry because it's not coming out fast enough for them. <laughs> and, and it was one of those, oh, I wish I would have remembered what it was, but it had something to do with whenever the babies do that. And it was like, <laughs> and then your nipples start to invert, you know? <laughs> yes, like, this is probably TMI, but like my, my daughter was just like, mommy, booby fall down. And I'm like, yeah like you did that you did that you know (laughs) but it's worth it baby like you know what you get the nourishment that you need and so and add to that so are you still you're still breastfeeding that like just off and on right now does she still like that just for comfort yeah yeah i breastfeed her first thing in the morning i breastfeed her if she's home with me for nap um and i breastfeed her at night so she gets the booby milk to go to sleep she gets the booby milk if she's fallen down she's hurt or if she's having a major temper tantrum, I'll just kind of like shove it in her face and she can't resist. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> they love it. <laughs> it. It's such a great skill. And going back to being sick, yes. um, like I was sicker than I'd ever been in my life. I don't know what kind of detox it was, but when Emelina was five weeks old, uh, her dad and I were both really sick with um, some sort of thing. And Uh, I had never experienced this before where I was icy cold and then dripping sweat. And um, I breastfed her through the whole thing. She never had a single symptom. Uh, And as a brand new mother, I was so terrified. And my midwife was like, just keep breastfeeding. Just keep breastfeeding. She won't get sick at all. And she didn't get anything. And we were like blowing our noses everywhere and like fever through the roof. And she's sitting on me the whole time. And... And then, like, I want to tell you about this this other part of my evolution as a mother. So I have her on this, like, strict raw vegan diet at this time. You know, we had a lot of nuts in there and uh, high-fat stuff um, that we've taken out to kind of, like, amp up the healing with her lymphatic system and stuff. But um, at this time, she was eating a raw vegan diet, and uh, we were working very hard on that, making her a lot of, like, gourmet raw vegan 
things and having fun. And um, she got a fever for the first time. She gets, she's had probably three fevers in two and a half years. And um, yeah, I, this was the first time. And of course I was a nervous new mom and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, what should we do? She has a fever. I know what to do in my mind. I know fevers are good. I know that they are the body's defense mechanism. And I had even heard of these things called brain boosts after fevers. But my anxiety and it being the first time, I actually ran out and got some medication. And I brought it home. And I'm like, okay, we're going to give her this Tylenol because, like, that's what my mom did for me. And it was, like, this programming construction in my mind. And so I get it out, and it's, like, neon orange. And I look at the ingredients, and I'm this raw vegan mother. My daughter's been raw since birth. And I look at the ingredients, and the first one's like, oh, red lake and yellow, whatever, you Number know, five. I'm talking Number about. Something. Yeah. And I'm like, why would I give this to my daughter? You know, like, I worked so hard. And so I just waited it out. And sure enough, she had this insane brain boost after her fever let go. She was fine. And then she had more words. She had more to her. And I find this to be true every time she's had a fever. I'm like almost excited now. I'm like, okay, she's going to rest on me. She's going to breastfeed. And then she's going to like have this brain boost. And it's just been really incredible to watch. But it was odd that I went out and I got that medication when I already knew everything. It's like we've got to be patient with ourselves because we've spent our lives in the matrix being told that we need to buy this, we need to put this in, we need to do this. And yeah, and I still get a lot of backlash even like recently. I get a lot of haters. Oh, Jules, this is not healthy to breastfeed on a liquidarian diet. You're going to um, ruin your, your body. And um, you know what? I feel incredible. I feel better than I've ever felt in my life. Um, I like only have one thing that I that I don't like about my lifestyle right now and I am breaking my liquidarianism in three days um, on my one year anniversary and I'm going to be going into uh, fruitarianism so I'm just going to be eating these uh, fruit all day a mono feasting on fruit and then in the evenings we'll probably do some um, gourmet fruit meals which I'll share Mm. Uh, fruit sushi, fruit tacos, fruit um, curry, uh, and we're coming out with an ebook on I was all gonna that. Say, I was like, I hope you're putting that on your in your book. There. <laughs> yeah, oh ascension my gosh. food. Um, oh. And so, yeah, I'm going to be doing that for two reasons, and it's not because I feel like I'm weak and I'm. Uh, deteriorating on my liquidarianism or I can't produce milk after two and a half years of producing milk and being just fine with my booby milk. Um, everything is good. Everything is great. And uh, the reasons are, number one, um, I want to rebuild. I want to put on muscle. Muscle uh, can't, you can't have muscle wasting on a long, long, long juice fast. Um, if you're not in the gym every day and you're not like, you know, you can, maybe you have it anyway. Um, but yeah, I, I want to build muscle. I want to put on a little weight and that's not because that's, that's just my ego because, um, I want to show everybody that this is, this is how you do you. This is how you can do it. Um, look at, I want to look like 
you know, what everybody, everybody thinks looks as really good and healthy. Because um, whatever I need to do to get this out there, that this is uh, an option for everybody. And um, I also coach people and I want to be like living it. Like, all right, now I've transitioned. Now I've rebuilt. So I can, you know, you can trust me to guide you through this process as well. Instead of just like, you're going to be endless liquidarian. Like I know most people want it fast and then they want to go back. So those are my reasons. There's nothing more to it. Um, uh, you know, I, love I could go it. on yeah. like this it's forever. Like, it's always, and, and it's exactly when you're saying that. And I'm like, it, it is totally an ego thing. It's like, if you wanted to keep going, then so be it. But at the same time, it's not a bad idea for you to be able to add in more of your raw vegan. It's not like you're going to go out and eat a friggin' hamburger for crying out loud. Shoot, you'd feel oh, like yeah. crumb, you know? I mean, no, I mean you uh, could if you wanted to, but you'd feel like crumb. Um, so... I did want to, I wanted to mention that part aspect too, because you had asked a little earlier. Um, sorry to cut you off. I can no, tell you after. Yeah, go on. Okay. okay. Thank you so much. Um, so basically like at, when I broke my fast, I broke it uh, about six months ago um, and I went to tomatoes and I ate tomatoes and then like I slowly was eating fruit and I was doing it right. And about a couple of days in, I was like, you know, like I've been so far removed from food. I just want to eat like whatever I want to eat. You know, I don't, I, I even drifted from raw veganism because I had been away from food for so long and I ate like, uh, I think I had a pizza, like a vegan pizza, um, maybe a couple times and a veggie burger a couple times throughout this process. And I was, I just felt it was so odd how it, it affected me so much. I was exhausted. I was um, mentally, I felt dumber. I felt down. I felt like all these things. And of course it passed as I got back on, I would just get back on the juice and I'd be like, oh, that was bad. I didn't like that. Um, I'd rather just stay on the juice. And like I, I, I was gravitating towards these things because I had these romantic ideas in my mind that like I have a good time when I'm eating a veggie burger. And, or pizza, you know, vegan pizza. And so I did that and like, I was really disappointed and confused. And I was like, wow, like I was really strong in my raw veganism before. And now like, I don't like that I'm feeling like that. So it's almost like after this long of not eating, you need to relearn to eat. So each time that I would, you know, make a mistake, I would just go back to my juicing and I'd say, okay, you know, I'm not done with juicing. I'm going to juice for a while longer and be liquidarian. Um, and this happened every couple of weeks. I would, I would venture into fruit and then maybe make a mistake here or there. But each time I learned and I learned that these foods make me sick and they steal from me. And then 15 minutes of uh, enjoying food for a couple of days of feeling down and sick are not worth it to me. Uh, mainly what my symptoms would be is just feeling like I ate something toxic. Um, and that's exactly what it feels like. And I didn't feel this before the long juice fast because I had all the poop in my gut and it protected me from the acids. And I could cheat once in a while my raw vegan diet. Like, you know, every few months I'd eat something cooked and I, you know, I might feel fuller or a little bit sluggish, but nothing else. Mm -hmm. And so it's like this huge blessing for me. It's like, now I look at pizza and I know exactly how it makes me feel. And I've actually let go of any enticement 
I'm like, finally I'm back. You know, I'm even stronger than I was before the juice fast. And I'm like so excited to share my fruit feasting. But it's like, I don't have any attachment to those things anymore. And that was a really long process. Like I've a long process of like, you know, and it, it's a spiral, not a straight line. Like we say, no. And so yeah, it, it's just like, I would rather feel good than, than eat. It's like drugs to me. It's like the same as having a, an alcoholic beverage. Now it's like, yeah, the wine might make me feel kind of good. Maybe it won't. Cause I'm vibrating on such a different level. Alcohol actually kind of brings me down at this point. And it's like, I see it kind of the same. Like, I don't want to party right now. Like, I'm not going to go out and do drugs and party. Like, that's how I see it. And I, I know it's extreme, but that's how it's got to be for me and my clean body. Yeah. Well, and especially you honoring, and that's the biggest thing is, I mean, now you can truly gauge how you feel because you have cleaned out and have done it for so long where, you know, most people it's still good. Even if you just do it for a couple of days, a couple of days is better than not at all. Or if you do it for 10 days, do it for oh, like yeah. long, right? So it's like, we're, we're talking long things, but people listening to this, like we're, we're talking even like after this long of doing these things, it's like, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna explore, you're gonna experiment. And it's not that you can't do it. Like you could do it if you wanted to, but now you truly know, what feels good inside your body. And that's what's tough in the beginning is because you people go so long, like maybe they'll do juicing because that's the quickest way to cleanse, detox, buy and clean and, and ascend the body, right? And then they'll go into and the problem is, is they don't usually break the juice beast, right? Correctly, which I didn't. So like hard. Whenever I did it. I, I went straight for I went for a zucchini, but like you're supposed to go with fruit, not zucchini. And I went with zucchini, and then got pretty like, Oh, I so bad zucchini. So now I'm going to do an amazing raw food lasagna. And then it was like all these spices and, and salts, you know, not like, yeah, and salt and stuff, which was all beautiful gourmet food. But my body like was like, I'm not ready for that. You have to do it in stages. So that's a whole Absolutely. other conversation when it comes to, you know, getting coached and doing the juicing. But my purpose of sharing this is that for somebody say you did it for 10 days, say you did it for a month. And then you go back and then you're having symptoms along the way too. So it's like so important for us to talk about the fact that when you're eating these high vibrational foods, they're so good and nourishing for your body, but you will be detoxifying what your body's always doing anyway, but it's doing it at a higher rate. And as you mentioned, you still had like the backup of like poop, not, not just poop, but like <laughs> lymphatic stuff that was going on in the body. Um, that you didn't really notice it as much whenever you ate some like cooked foods for that matter. Like you would feel like a little sluggish, but it wasn't as drastic as what it is now that you've been so long clean and cleaner inside your body that it's so much faster for you to recognize, Ooh, yeah, that's not high vibrational. That doesn't feel right. And the thing is, so what? Don't beat yourself up about it because then we know how the stress response is. The stress response is then going to engage all these other old memories and all these other things because life is a journey and healing is a journey. Um, so the whole thing is just because somebody did it for, say, 10 days, 30 days, so important the way that you break your fast. And you can go eat. If you want to eat cooked foods, I mean, you can do whatever you want. Like, it is your own journey. But for somebody to say oh, it didn't affect me that bad. It's really hard to judge it because there is 
still so much more for your body to cleanse and clear that you don't truly, truly, you're not truly able to trust your body 100% to tell you at the, at the, at the pace that it can tell you whenever you give yourself more time to clean out. Does that make sense? It's kind of hard to describe. Oh my God. Yes. You are, you are perfect. I love this topic. So basically I did 50 10 day juice fast from the time I was 21. I loved fasting. Um, I did 10 day juice master fa uh, master cleanses. So I did the cayenne lemons and maple syrup um, in water only. It's a mono juice diet for 10 days. And I found this at 21. And at the time I was drinking alcohol, I was eating cheese, I was eating dairy, I was eating whatever I wanted. And then I'd go into this fast and like a few days, um, I remember on day eight, I woke up my first fast and I wanted to read every book in the house. I wanted to run a marathon. I wanted to call everyone I knew. I was high on, on health and on fasting. And um, I wanted to like tell everyone I loved them. And I, I thought like, oh my God, like I've, I can't get enough of this. So then I'd go back into my shitty lifestyle as a college student and then I'd, and then I'd do another 10 days. And I did 50 over 10 years. So it's not like I was doing them every second. Um, like I would do them like every few months, probably every like four or five months, I'd do a 10 day juice fast um, and just feel so incredible. And during this time, I was pooping the whole time. I was focused on getting the waste out, um, but I would never get anywhere. I would never get anywhere. Like, I didn't know. I was like, there's endless, like, I thought there's endless poop inside of me because, like, on day 10, I'm still going. And now I know that, like, now I know that, like, what I saw in the toilet on those 50 10-day juice fasts was just the beginning. And then I'd go back to backing it up. And then I'd get like a little bit of the tip of the iceberg out because now I know I'm really, really well versed on what the poop looks like. I see pictures from all my clients and it starts to get a lot like around day 30 and mm -hmm. like, and then it just keeps going and it's like wild. And I have all the pictures and a lot of non-believers will come to me and they'll be like, I'll be like, here, please watch this video of all the photos that we took of the, what came out of us. And like, we're not making this up. Like, why would I make up that I had a bunch of poop in me and like right. advertise it to the world? Why would I make a whole document, like a whole YouTube on it, yeah. right? Like, <laughs> I was with insanity. you, my husband and I did the same thing and somebody was hearting it. They're like, heart, 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 heart. And it's like, because, because you, you need to see it. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I watched that video of, of your poop so I can compare. I watched another gal. <laughs> too yeah she put i cannot remember her name but she posted it because you want to know because you're like in you're in flat out denial that your body is still going to like flesh stuff out because it is not just your colon people it is not just your colon it's the entirety no of the digestive system and it's every single cell inside the body that also poops okay which goes to the lymphatic system which is the sewage system of the body then goes into the kidneys and then let alone if your kidneys are not filtering and not releasing and then you would urinate it out but either way so i just want to emphasize that again because like people are in utter denial i was i like I, I wasn't in denial, but I was just like, I'm just totally fascinated. I'm in the health profession anyway, so I have no problem talking and looking at poop, right? Um, but we yeah. documented it too. I documented, was taking pictures of mine, you know, throughout the entire time that I was doing it. Maybe I missed a day or I accidentally deleted the photo, but regardless, I essentially was taking it like every day. My husband was too. Um, because Incredible. you see that change and you're still like, holy cow, like, 
how is that still coming? Like you're in shock as you're doing it. I only did it for 85 days. My husband did it for 130 something days. Right? Only that's amazing. I mean, I was, and it was one of those things I didn't plan on. And I was, I was pregnant, you know what I mean? While I was doing it. Amazing. That's incredible. Because like the trust, the amount of trust you had in your journey and in your body, like that's lost. Everybody's so like, oh, well, I don't know. You know, my, you know, my breast milk's gonna, you know, hurt my baby if I'm detoxing. Like, you really think your body is designed like that? And it's just like, um, yeah, can I juice fast while I'm pregnant? Can I juice fast while I'm, you know, like, of course. When is it, when is it a bad time to, uh, like, pump your body full of IV nutrients and shut down digestion so your body just has all the more energy to to heal and to nourish like and flourish yeah and yeah and it might be good you know to add in like nuts and stuff like that like you don't need to do extensive juice fasting while and, it, and it's like and then it's but and like and then we just put this disclaimer out there it totally depends on the person if the if the mom is in like a life or death situation she needs to do what's best for her body okay yeah now if you're not in like a life or death situation and you're, you're wanting to do like, you can do 10 day ones. You could do a month long if it feels good and everything like that, but then get into raw food after that and do it the correct way of like doing the fruits and stuff like that. So that way you work your way back into it. And not only for you to feel good, um, but yeah, for you to feel good and for your body to not go on this mismatch because I personally experienced it because I, ate zucchini like right away which is not a horrible thing to eat just zucchini it was spiralized zucchini so zoodles but this is um, how sensitive we get you know yes. like this is how sensitive we get it's real you're yeah you know that's reality exactly and for me i had more you know i have more cleansing and clearing to do uh, even currently to this day but like gosh am i so much closer to under like i i truly no, like, I'm like, oh my gosh, you're like, I, my, I'm, I have a redhead. So like redheads, all redheads get super, like their skin gets super red. And like, whenever I'd run or exercise, my face would get like super puffy and really big. And like, I used to have these breakouts, like, um, it was just kind of like rough patches and red patches on my arms. And little that I knew that was all full of lymphatic inflammation is what that was the entire time. And I would have never have known if I wouldn't have done like given my body yes. the high vibrational food juice fasting for a little while and then doing going into more raw food. And now it's like, I do my juice in the morning. I do my vegetable or do my salads in the evening. Cause that's just where I'm at in my, in my journey. And, you know, and so getting back to what you were saying with that is that it's, it, I mean, it's literally being able to truly know what it feels like to feel good and recognize that there, there is a distinction whenever you start getting that high vibe food and, put the ego, get the ego out of it of, you know, you don't have to force yourself to go longer unless you're in this situation where, yeah, you, you need to, it, it's time for you to be very strict. And then there's a time where it's like, all right, be strict in this way, but then make sure you're still giving yourself all the array of nutrients where you need to get them too. So um, you can, yeah. you can do it in, in any of any of the circumstances that life presents to you. Yeah. And it's all about your mind. Like if your mind is willing to work with you, if you're in the right place in your time, in your um, life to do something like that, are you supported? Is it like, 
you know, a, a, a good time. Like, and you only, you know, that and your instincts, your instincts are always right. And that's why you were able to carry on, you know, even though you're pregnant, maybe that's a time when other women might be afraid to do something like that. And, and yeah, if you're sick and you're, you're already really sick and you're um, detoxing and it's really painful and too much for you. Of course, you don't want to do that while you're pregnant and harboring a new life. Like, you know, there's so many levels of detoxification and you can go as hard or as slow as you want. You are in control and, and it's a beautiful journey and it, and it goes on forever. Like you said, it does, it does. And then it's the best thing. So I want to circle back around, um, you know, as we're getting closer here to now, like with, with a baby, like we stereotypically, as you were saying, like, we think they're going to spit up. Like your mom was like, so is she spitting up? Like all cute. She's spitting up like you were, you know, or, you know, even with me as a baby, I, I was a sick baby. I mean, I was put on formula. My mom did the best that she thought, listened to the doctor's recommendations. I mean, she had it all documented in a little baby book saying whenever they had to switch formulas for me because, well, that formula was recalled and it was making me have like bloat and gastric upset and horrible digestion. I was like breaking out apparently on my, like a cradle, like they call cradle cap. I was getting like horrible breakouts on the top of my head and they had to give me steroid cream. Like I'm not even a month old. All these things that are normal. Yes. It's normal to have a cradle yes. cap. It's normal. Yes. And it's like, why? Like, in, or no, now, if it, they won't call it cradle cap, they'll call it, like, is your baby peeling? And it's like, okay, if the baby, you know, granted, there is genetic predisposition. So even as they're cleansing and clearing, but the quality of the milk production matters too. Like, because we had mostly fruits or raw food or liquid, you know, high fruit, liquid, whatever in our diet, baby's not spitting up. My child has not had any of this cradle cap, like horrible peeling or anything like that. Um, what's the other thing? She doesn't get like upset, like tummy and stuff like that. She doesn't need burp. That's another thing. Like you think like every baby, you're like, oh, after they eat, you got to like, got to burp them. You know, you got to go like this and pat Yeah, pat. you don't. Yeah. Did your, did your girl need to be specifically burped? <laughs> you know? No. And, and no. And this is so beautiful. I just love our conversations because, you know, you're in, you're new in the motherhood. You've just gone through, you've done so much incredible work and you're, mm -hmm. you know, doctor and you're sharing it with everybody here on your platforms. And um, though you're just really needed in this world. And it's like we're trailblazers. So there aren't even like realistic uh, parameters. Like, oh, yeah, like, it, you know, my mom, another thing, my, I went to this purist uh, birth center, and it was by mistake. Like, um, God, the universe led me there because I was at this other hospital clinic called Boca Babes in South Florida, mm -hmm. where I had Miss, like, Plastic Barbie doll, um, like, touching me and saying, hey, we're going to help you through this, and then being too busy for me and not listening to me and not giving me respect. And I was like, I can't, I can't see this lady helping me with this. Like, I can't go here. And then, like, we found that my only, only other option, according to my health, I don't pay for health insurance anymore. I don't, I don't need health insurance. I buy fruits. <laughs> but like at the time I was teaching and um, my only other option was this birthing center. So I'm like, uh, 
like a pregnancy without drugs. So like I was there, you know, like I was there all the way on the other side. And I was like, I don't think I can do it without drugs. Everybody takes drugs because it's so awful, right? Like you just need drugs so you can't do it. And then slowly like this, these women, they really changed everything for me. Like I walked in and the first time I met this woman that breastfed um, at 50 years old, her adopted daughter, she um, brought me in for a tour of the birth center and she showed me the first thing she did was show me an, a photo album and inside the photo album were like butt naked women giving birth um, and their husbands crying and like these shots like of the baby's head coming out and like very like raw accurate accurate yeah. raw depictions of birthing in a birthing center without all the wires and cords and, and medications and and every all that stuff and she was like this is me (laughs) she was like here's me in the bathtub in 1970 doing this and she's like everyone thought I was crazy and like I was just like in love with her and her attitude and she had only raw snacks around in the birthing center like you know nuts and uh, seeds and and fruits and she yeah she just encouraged me to do everything um, naturally and uh, lo and behold, like my, my birth, they were like, Oh, you know, like they said the craziest shit to me. They were like, have like, you know, back massages with your partner, make out, do like sexual things. Birthing should be sexual because then you receive oxytocin and you're feeling really good. And like, I swear to you, like birthing was nothing like it was supposed to be. And I told my mom, I'm going to breathe the baby out, mom. And my mom thinks I'm nuts already, okay? Like, a lot of people do. Uh, being a naturalist and a normal, like, a natural human being. And she was like, oh, okay, honey. Like, okay, you're going to breathe the baby out. And so, like, I didn't call anyone throughout the whole thing. I needed to go in, go within, and get in my zone. And I called my mom afterwards, and I'm like, my birth was amazing. I breathed my I breathed my baby out. Yes, I threw up one time on my pillow, and there was a lot of heaving, and there was some blood. But like, I was given everything I needed to make it through those contractions, and then to get this quiet down, blissful moment where I could regain my composure, and then try it again, and then the contraction would come back just in time. Mm. Yes, I'm just smiling because I'm like. That's how it happened with me, even even with the breech birth. Like I was gonna I, I, ask like, when I, when you get in that transition. I mean, of course, like I went. Ugh, it was like the deep throat, and then I was reminded to breathe into my pelvis, and I did. And thank goodness I did. Didn't require pulling out. I mean, no one was there to pull her out anyway, because it ended up being me, my husband there, my midwife was forty five minutes away because my birth happened really <laughs> fast. Um, nice. Yeah. So exactly that, and you can't. And it's mindset work. So again, people listening to this, it's like. I mean, sometimes you just go into that portal without knowing it because that's how amazing the birth experience can be. This head of ours can get in the way, especially when we have all this conditioning of what we think we're supposed to do, what birth is supposed to be like, that it's supposed to, you're not supposed to feel anything. Like you're going to feel a bowling ball coming out of you, but it can absolutely, it can be turned into pleasure. Like you can train to have it where you're like, have an orgasmic birth too. It totally is possible. My sister had it. My sister's just a totally hit, a total hippie and she's 11 years older than I am, you know? And so I kind of always had that in the back of my head. I can't say I had an orgasmic birth because I didn't like 
split my mind in that way, but I was definitely in a portal and I was in like an altered state of reality. And I did breathe my baby out and thank goodness I did because it, that's what made it so beautiful and that nothing else extra was needed to be done. Even though my baby came three weeks earlier than we kind of were prepared for like no big Woo! deal. Right. <laughs> um, so I just love that you were sharing that because that's like, it's, it's just a beautiful thing for other mamas to hear that as well. And I want to go back and talking about how amazing the body is that you talked about uh, a mentor of yours or the lady, maybe she was of the birth center that was 50, 50 year old white woman that adopted a daughter and, you know, wasn't even her like adopted. Right. And she pump, 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 pump to get her body to think that it needed to produce the milk and it produced the milk for the baby to nourish yeah. it. Yeah, and this was an African-American baby, and so um, it was clear that they weren't biologically uh, together, and she would breastfeed in public all the time, and she would talk about that, you know, like, I breastfed in public all the time, and, like, uh, she just encouraged us all to do that, you know, that's our right, when your baby is hungry, you should breastfeed, um, and don't be... A lot of women will cut the journey short because they're like, I just don't want to get my, my boobs out and, you know, at the mall and do all this, but, like, you got to do what you got to do. So she was just like a, an, an incredible, incredible woman. And she taught me like, when, if your baby has pink eye, uh, use breast milk, yeah. um, you know, like, and I've done that and it worked. <laughs> <laughs> or on scrapes or even on your, on your, on your nipples, like, so you can soothe your nipples. Like you can use booby balm and there's some great um, natural products out there that, you know, we could mention if you wanted to know about that and stuff, but you can put your breast milk right on it. And, Gosh, I was about to get into a whole other topic. So we've already, I love it when we have these conversations. So yeah, I wanted to wrap this up and just like remind how amazing the body is. I mean, look, you've got a thriving baby girl that, or that is like, yeah, is she still like gets runny nose? Like, but it's not stopping her, right? It's like, all right, give her right. some breast smoke. You got good, the quality of the breast smoke does matter. And for your moms out there, like this is not saying, and like some mamas are going to have a harder time doing it. And there, there's other factors that come into play when it comes to milk production. So I'm, that's a whole nother episode that I would have to do. And I could talk about that. And, um, but, but to let you know, like, don't give up, right? The breast is best, but a fed baby is, is best as well too, right? And so if you can, like, yeah. if, you, if you really are having a hard time because your body is going through some changes or whatever else, like, you know, the variables that could be coming into play, the baby could, could um, you know, be subluxated and need to be adjusted so they're not latching, so they're not engaging, your, your letdown reflex and all these other things and your stress levels come into play with that. Um, but you can do plant-based, you can totally do plant-based milks as well. And then when the baby gets old enough, it's like my, this is the way I look at it. And this is also through training with Dr. Robert Morris is like, if we can at least breastfeed for three months, at least three months, and then get your baby on fruit, get your baby, on fruit, right. And or if it's fruit juices, or if you need to work on doing some like, you know, formula type stuff, but then get them on fruit at the same time. And then even whenever you're weaning your baby, from the breast breast or you know you could still be doing it at two and a half years old like Jules is here right <laughs> and the baby you know does it in the morning or however they want to do it give them fruit like that is the best thing that you could be helping to put into their body so they're being nourished fully and then also give them some nuts and seeds and you know and then you'll probably put that and you probably have all those recipes and stuff like that because with with the family being raw vegan it's like a raw vegan lifestyle is the way to go and they're going to be totally and completely nourished and their bodies get the opportunity to thrive and you're helping them 
like by you being the one to stop that generational trash, that generational trauma and that generational conditioning that is just false, been falsified now and be that change, be that change. If not for you, then for your baby. Right. Yeah. And it can go as slow as you want. And like I shared in this live, I had my moments where I regressed and or like went back to, you know, just matrix programming. I like, oh, I need to do this because that's how it's done. And that's okay. The most important thing through this whole journey is to have self-love and to just have self-love and and not to beat yourself up in any point you don't have to get ever where i am this is where i wanted to be i got here because of um six years of like dedicating myself to this and um trying to get out of the mess i had made for myself out of my life and i'm not saying that everybody needs to get here you know like just going from um just going from the sad american diet to less meat is something to cheer yourself on about and to hug yourself and to and you know just doing the same thing for your child and like just moving forward is all that matters is love forward Mm -hmm. with love yep and and we'll we'll wrap it up with that like always doing love know that there's always there's always steps that you can take and take it as far as it feels comfortable and i love that 80 20 rule it's like you find a lifestyle but make it a healthy lifestyle, right? Make it a healthy lifestyle for you. So Jules, this is another beautiful conversation. I'm just so excited we made this happen. And for all the listeners on the podcast here or the listeners that are listening to the live or re-listening to this on YouTube, reach out to us. Like, feel free to ask questions. Like, you know, you know how to find Jules if you're listening on her platform and then you can reach out to me and you know what? If it spawns another conversation, then we'll go there, right? <laughs> Absolutely. I could see us doing a whole mommy series. I can. Yeah, absolutely. Especially as we're progressing along, like from toddler moving on and then like now oh my like gosh. To toddler, right? That could be a lot of fun. So, hey, listeners, so let fun. us know if you'd like to hear that and we'll see what we can do. But you know what? Do your best. Love yourself. Spread the love to others. Gratitude and encouragement and that self-love. Whenever you give yourself love, you're loving on others. Like that is what that's what the, that's what makes it a beautiful human experience, right? Woo! Amen to that. Yes. Love you, Natalie. It yes. has been such a pleasure, and I uh, can't wait to see you next time. Yes. Have a beautiful day now. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for being here all the way to the end of the podcast. I hope you received lots of value out of it, as I certainly enjoyed sharing. Could I ask that you please share this podcast with friends if you found it valuable? And also, bonus points, if you could leave a review for me on your favorite podcast app, that would be greatly appreciated too. If at any point you'd like to be on the podcast or have any questions you'd like me to discuss on the podcast, direct message me on Instagram or Facebook at Dr. Natalie Horine, that's H-O-R-I-N-E. Thanks again for listening, and now have an expansive and awesome day. We'll see you next time.